0: Hey, Yetta, how do you say intimacy?
1: Into me see. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team. We're thrilled and excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And it's where we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and truths that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, so we can turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. I'm going to consider in this segment what intimacy is and what it can look like with God.
0: Yeah. So, Yetta, do you know why I love months that have five Fridays in them?
1: Because we get to talk about faith. Yes. And we get to connect, remind ourselves, and remind you of the simple little things and ways we can be to grow in relationship with God.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, we could talk about it any day, and we do talk about it pretty much every day. And yet, the fifth Friday in a month is when we've chosen that we're going to really dedicate the Life's Inside Track show to God and to your your and our and mine and yours relationship with God.
1: With him. And in this one, this particular month, we're focusing on choice. Mm -hmm. And it's... A big choice, maybe you've already made the big choice and you're on a faith journey and you're walking closely with God and you're walking with God, whether closely or not. Maybe you've made the big D choice. Mm -hmm. And that's phenomenal. And most often I find it's the little itsy-bitsy choices that I know to do and I sometimes forget to do. So maybe you're like me. In that you know what to do, you know how to do it, you know how to stay intimate with God and with people, you know how to walk closely, and yet you sometimes just don't do that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I sometimes forget that, well, I think we need
0: reminders. Just And what's interesting is this this show about intimacy with God and that it's a choice and how to choose that. Spun out of us having conversations about our relationship and intimacy with us, right? How yeah. how do we feel more intimate with each other? And then it kind of went, well, that's probably how God feels more intimate with us, and we feel more intimate with God. So, so here we go. We're going to talk about this. this is a little bit interesting and a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. So. How do you – you can often think about how do you connect with another person? How do you deepen the relationship? And one of them is so simple. It's about sharing. Like God already knows the answers, already knows what you're thinking, already knows what you're going to do, already knows what I'm going to do, and yet
0: he and still wants done. to
1: know and have done. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Even my secrets that I don't want you yeah. to know. Because our he, relationship,
0: right, deepens when, when I share – my deep secrets, my embarrassing moments. When I share them with you, with yetta. yeah, with you, Yetta, you feel more connected to me. Right, and any relationship, whether it be a, a you know, a, a sexual relationship, like a husband and wife, or a, you know, just best buddies, or could be um, spouses—not spouses, sorry. Siblings, that's the word I was going right. for. Right, the other S. Yeah, the other S.
1: Or, or like parent-child.
0: Yeah. The intimacy is built in the communication and wanting to understand and understanding the other person. That creates intimacy. Right. And so how do we do that with God, right? And like you said, God knows what we've done. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're going to do. And he wants to walk with us. And he wants us to talk to him about those things because he knows it builds the intimacy when we have that conversation.
1: Right. So it's just that little bit that maybe you're thinking, ah, it doesn't matter. He already knows. He doesn't need to know that. And yet you take the time... To sit with him. Maybe for you, it's sitting every morning in a tranquility room, which is the way we tend to do it. Because if I don't do things that are a little bit habitual, a little bit ritualistic, I can sometimes forget. Yeah. What's a
0: tranquility room, Yana?
1: Well, it started out as our prayer room. So it's basically a room that we have four big lounge type chairs in. Most of the time, it's only two that get used. And we do have guests that sometimes join us in the tranquility room. It looks out over the uh, ravine behind our property, the little creek and our trees and our garden. So it's got big window, lots of light. And it's... Really an inspiration room, and it usually, even though we call it the tranquility room now, <laughs> it's often the room where there is um, less tranquility. Sometimes
0: discord.
1: Because we're sharing our deepest, most intimate thoughts with God and with each other, and it can be a wrestle. hmm can be a challenge to be honest and open and vulnerable and transparent.
0: Yeah, like. Like just yesterday, you shared with me something that you did. It was a little thing, caused a little bit of damage, but it was like 10 years ago. And you kept it a secret till yesterday. Uh That builds intimacy.
1: That I kept the secret?
0: No, that you shared it with me.
1: Right. And so God wants us to do the same thing. He wants you to do the same thing. He wants me to do the same thing. So really, as you're thinking about this, I want you to start thinking about what is it I've been withholding? What does he want to know? What does he want to hear? And it doesn't have to be a big, dark secret. The thing Ken's referring to was not huge in the scheme of things at all. It was very little. I know we're not going to tell you, <laughs> because it was for us only. And that's really the point, isn't it? What are those things that are only for you and God that mm-hmm. you want to share? Right like right today. So int- right now.
0: So intimacy is like creates love, right? Or mm-hmm. love. When you love somebody, you have intimacy. Mm-hmm. Hard to love something that you don't intimately know.
1: True. Or someone you don't intimately know. Right.
0: Something or somebody. Mm-hmm. Someone. God, it's difficult to love God fully without knowing God, right? his character and and what he's thinking and all that kind of stuff. And people go, well, how do you know what God's thinking? Well, read his word, right? And so here's what I'm asking. There's more than one this type of love. This is what
1: you're asking? I'm
0: asking you. There's more oh, than one okay. type of love. Mm-hmm. Can you name the three? There's probably four, but let's say three types of love. You're trying to put me on the spot, yeah, right? Yeah, you now, got it. You got it. And I,
1: in this moment, oh, I am almost it, blank.
0: Because I put you on the spot? Okay, yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Filio.
1: Yeah, which is brotherly love. Mm-hmm. So it's that companion, like that.
0: An intimacy between a companion, mm-hmm. a friend, Companionship a sibling, love. Yeah. a parent, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you have.
1: I was going to say agape. Agape, yes. Which is one of my favorites, which is really that unconditional love. Right. It's that...
0: And that's what I showed you when you told me the 10-year secret.
1: Yes, you did.
0: That you damaged something.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, agape love. And mm-hmm. then there's...
0: My favorite. <laughs> eros.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it, but I thought I'd <laughs> let you say it since it's your favorite. It's
0: eros, it's the Greek for erotic, erotic love. Yeah. Right? That's the husband and wife love. Mm-hmm. So there's three types of love. All three are built through intimacy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, we can shut, go home. We've done it.
1: <laughs> no, and and it's really asking yourself, how can you develop further intimacy with God? We're asking ourselves this, even as we prepare to connect with you and to share our deepest thoughts. And I had no idea Ken was going to share the conversation we had last night. And yet that does speak to... A level of intimacy that we're even willing to share with you that there was something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So think about what is it you need to come clean about? Oh, what?
0: That's heavy. Ed. Are that, you putting that on our, our listener there that you want to know?
1: Not what, to, I don't want to know. Oh, you don't want to know. No. You want
0: them to share
1: with, with God. God. Yeah.
0: Their deepest, darkest secrets, their things they're embarrassed about. The he already knows. Had, the, I know he already knows, but it's different when you have to say it, whether out loud or in your head when you're mm. talking to God, right?
1: Or if you're journaling in
0: a book. Yeah. So what things are do you believe are blocking your intimacy with God that you'd like to talk to him about? And we're so glad that we get to position you to build wealth wisely because it's about much more than just money. Hey Yetta, do you know God?
1: Not as well as I'd like to. We've created for you free access to over 603 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, making house home, how to make the most out of your space, even how to grow in your relationship with God. And the great news is you get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, You know what I'm going to say, if you listen weekly, do so, because then you're going to get the episodes as soon as they come out. We're going to explore that knowing God increases our intimacy with him. I'm sure you're saying, well, yes, of course, knowing anybody increases our intimacy with that person. Mm -hmm. How do we go about that, though, is the bigger question, because it's a choice.
0: It is. It's like marriage. Marriage takes work. Now, what's work? Work means I'm willing to open myself up and be vulnerable. It means I'll spend time, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll grow myself and take responsibility for myself. That's the big
1: work. And I often use the word effort, right? Mm -hmm. Like put effort forth. Right? God wants us, he doesn't want us to work for our salvation, but he wants us to put effort in or put work in. I think those words are interchangeable, but depending on who you are, you will prefer one of the words over the other word, maybe. Mm-hmm right? So putting effort in, and you know how to do this. You've done this before. If you've been walking with God any length of time, you know how to put forth effort or put forth work. And no, it doesn't change your eternity, but it changes your day to day and the level of intimacy you will have with God.
0: Right. One of the things I was taught was just every day, read some of his word. Mm -hmm. And some years I've read the Bible cover to cover. Some years we focus on just Proverbs and Psalms, sometimes just New Testament, and sometimes read it uh, chronologically, get a different Bible and read it chronologically. But spending time with God is one of the things that I was taught.
1: In His Word. In His Word,
0: yeah. Now you did something a little different, right? Now it's still spending time in His Word. What did that look like? Tell us about your experience, because I know I saw the change in you as you listened to God and you heard from God way, way more than I did when you were doing that session. What what was that?
1: Yeah, so I actually chose to get a spiritual director, and I did that for many years, where it's really, she was somebody that we would meet on Zoom, because she wasn't in the same city by the time I had hired her to walk that journey with me, and it was just causing me hold to- on, Hold
0: on a second. You hired somebody to you help you that. get closer to God? That's work. No, I'm just, I know that, but listen to because- in ministry, in a relationship with God, a lot of times people just think, oh, ministry's free. People do stuff for free for me, right? Prayer ministry and whatever. Sometimes. Right. And you paid somebody to help you, mentor you, to get and take a, a course, basically, to get closer with God. Yeah. That, that's amazing.
1: And as we would meet, one of the practices that I came to love, and maybe you do this already, I would, or she would, depending on what phase of our relationship we're in, she would read the same passage or have me read the same passage three and four times in a row, rather than read another piece of scripture, focusing on one piece really allowed me to listen to God in a more in-depth way as to what he was saying through the word, through his word, which was amazing. I did that for quite a few years with her on a pretty consistent basis, and the revelations that God would reveal to me were much grander than when often, not always, than when I would just read the word but not be absorbed or – I guess, give myself to
0: Mm. the word. So, what did the daily practice look like? Okay.
1: So, that was later. Then later, I did a spiritual exercise with her, which went on for about a year, which was a different process, more in-depth altogether, because there was different different phases of this Mm -hmm. journey. I I don't think I could have just jumped into the Ignatian Exercises. And the Ignatian exercises were a prescribed length of time. I was only permitted that much time. And it would have been easier for me, I think, if I could have had any time I wanted, whatever was available for me that day, rather than restricting it to about 30 minutes. So, it was kind of like there was a discipline in going through the process, which meant I had to be more available immediately.
0: Yeah, and what I found interesting is she kept you in the same section of, the, of mm, the…
1: Ignatian exercises.
0: Exercises. Until she heard from the spirit that you were ready to move on to the next.
1: Y- yeah, which was really neat too. So, yeah. there wasn't just… I mean, there would have been value in me doing it on my own. So, if you've ever gone through them, it's amazing. It's an incredible experience. And there was more depth. For me, at least, when I and I just checked in with her weekly, I didn't check in with her every day. I did most of it on my own and then weekly would touch bases. So, what was I hearing from God? And so, by having intimacy with her through the exercises, I actually got greater intimacy with God.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I'm going to just pause you for a moment just to say if you'd like more intimacy with the Decker team. Mm-hmm. then all you need to do is send an email to together at deckerteam.com, and we'd love to share more with you and have you share more with us so we can build that intimacy. Yeah. Now, as your intimacy changed, what was the impact of that on maybe on your peace, on your life, on, on hearing from God? what What happened for you
1: well, all of it right? like I got calmer, less stressy, more just innate joy that I didn't have to try and conjure the the scripture that talks about the joy of the Lord is my strength mm-hmm. became very much my strength, and it wasn't my joy, it was his joy, and that was quite like unexpected, I think. Mm-hmm. And it led me into being more available to hear him, even for, in things like soaking prayer, right? If you have an experience soaking prayer, that's a beautiful experience where it's quiet music. You might have somebody in the room that will um, sort of facilitate the conversation. And it's just a chance to let go and let God in a very calm, spiritual way. So, there's not just one practice, there's mm-hmm. so many different practices. Yeah. And we're just sort of highlighting a few that have been instrumental in our intimacy journey with God.
0: Yeah, and I loved how you would go to bed every night mm. and ask God a question or for a word, and He'd give yeah. you a word that you didn't even know the definition of it. I know. You'd have to look it up and you go, oh, that's precisely what I was thinking. It's true yeah, so here's our friend, not our friend really, but Eldon Wilson Tozer. He said, "It is a dangerous to be so busy that you have no time to wait on God. And we're glad that together we're clarifying options so that your wisdom will flow. But yeta, I'm too busy to spend 20 minutes with God today.
1: Well, that's why. Sir Decker, 40 minutes would be a better choice. So we, why are you laughing? It's so true. Because you have so much passion in that. I have a lot of passion around that. And I also have a lot of passion around that for over 30 years. You've given us the honor and the privilege of coming alongside you, not only buying, selling and investing in real estate over 3117 times, coming alongside you to build your faith, build your fund, build your finances and even strengthen, heal and flourish inside relationship. We're going to discover in this segment, what gets in the way or what are a few things that get in the way of intimacy with God and what are some of the ways you might be able to be purposeful, mm-hmm. intentional. Yeah. Because I think that's the big thing that gets in our way. And we're why, not intentional.
0: And the reason we're doing this was in your introductory, which was your introduction, I guess, not introductory, your introduction, which was helping you build your faith. Right. Right? Yes. That's true. where we put our money, where our mouth is. <laughs>
1: every, right. every time. So as we consider or as we consider what gets in our way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the biggest thing is not having intention because we forget. We talked about that in segment A. We talked about it in segment B. Mm-hmm. It's building our life so it's a setup
0: mm-hmm.
1: for intimacy with God. Right. And we've talked about some of the practices that we've done. mm mm-hmm. And how they have helped us move forward. And I'm hoping you're picking up some of what we're putting down and go, tried that. It really didn't work for me. But I haven't tried that. And I'd like to experiment with that because it's all a choice. It's not one size fits all. Nothing is ever one size fits all. But here are some options.
0: The only thing that's one size fits all is God.
1: Exactly. God fits all. Except in a different way. He shows up to me. Differently than he shows up to you. He communicates to me differently than he communicates to you. Yeah,
0: because he communicates what you need.
1: Exactly. So devotionals. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit, Ken, about some of the devotionals that we've done and how even those little, usually it's one scripture, and sometimes they're out of context, which can be a little bit confusing. Mm -hmm. And then we'll read the larger piece of scripture around it so that we have more context around the content, mm-hmm. and then we'll spend a fair bit of time going deep in a small aspect. Well, it's interesting, because when we first came to faith, mm-hmm.
0: we were told you should do devos, devos, devos. What the heck is a devo?
1: Right. It's a
0: short form for devotional, right? And what's a devotional? Really, it's it's someone else has put some information together to help you relate to God better, Right. right. So, and they maybe ask some questions. Maybe they have some scenarios. And one of the first ones we ever did was called Two-Part Harmony by… Patrick Morley. Patrick Morley. It's out of print. You can still get some… Uh, new copies used, if you new go… New used.
1: Yeah, newer used if you go hunting because mm-hmm. we've been buying them lately because mm-hmm. we did it 27 years ago.
0: Yeah, and it created… A lot of conversation
1: and conflict.
0: Conflict and fights. But and it was part of the curing of our marriage because it helped create some intimacy. So simple, two pages per per day, right? And it just got us talking because communication was one of our biggest issues. It got us talking, it got us arguing, it didn't matter, it got us discussing and like 27 years later I just said hey let's do this devotional again because we do a devotional now usually it lasts six months or a year depends on the size of it the one we did just before that was on the Psalms
1: yeah we love author David Kitts he did a three so here's a, a shameless plug for David Kitts he wrote a three volume Psalms devotional it's three mm-hmm. big chunks of book. And it's amazing. And it's incredible. So if you haven't done that one, do that and one. And
0: that's that's scripture that I've always had the hardest time to relate to was the Psalms.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: the Song of Psalms, but the Psalms.
1: And some people have a, the easiest time to relate to the Psalms. Absolutely. Ever- I
0: just struggled. So when when we got those books and then I said, okay, we're going to do – the first volume it was a little tough at first and yet he does such a great job mm-hmm. that it really really made me start to love the songs
1: and if you don't know who david kitsie's is he's a local ottawa author and dramatist he is amazing and his one man drama presentations of biblical characters Right, mm-hmm. amazing.
0: He wrote Psalms Alive. He wrote mm-hmm. another one, which was uh, the viewpoint of the crucifixion from a Roman soldier that I read. It was it was terrific. Mm-hmm. So if you
1: haven't seen, if you don't know him, just Google David Kitts. This yep. is a time you can rely on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I I just want to get back to you know sometimes we read uh, Joyce Myers in a power up kind of. Devo depends on the season and what we're feeling. Mm. I kind of ask God, you know, what, what do you want me to do
1: next? Right. We've done some John Maxwell leadership devotionals. Like I can't even name three quarters of the ones we've done. I probably only name like 3% of the ones mm-hmm. we've done. And yet they draw us closer to him than we could otherwise be and, drawn.
0: And they create the habit of doing a little bit mm. of connecting with God Most of them have a little prayer. Sometimes it's written. Sometimes they just ask you to pray about something. And it really is that discipline, and we miss it if we don't do it. So, And what what we found is when you get less busy, because people say, I'm too busy for that. Well, when we're busy, we schedule it in and we do it. When we're not busy, like when we go on vacation or I leave for travel for work and then we're apart. So then what I've realized is I take the devotion with me cuz our our process is I'll read it and then we discuss it cuz if I read it I stay focused. If Yeto reads it I have a harder time. So he absorbing. reads it out
1: loud. He just doesn't read it to himself yeah, I read if it you're out trying loud to picture to you. this.
0: So now I take the devotional with me on my business trips and I call you in the morning. Even yeah. if there's 3 hour time zone difference, I'll call you in the morning and read it to you, and then we discuss, and it's beautiful. And When we were on vacation back... uh, Well, it doesn't matter when. Nine months ago. And we had a bunch of company, and we decided we're going to continue to do our devotion. And so we did it with them. We said, hey, devotion times at this time, if you'd like to join us, go ahead. And what was interesting for most people... When we asked them, "What did you get out of the vacation? What was your favorite? What you know? What was the best thing you did? What was it?"
1: It was the devotional time.
0: They because loved it.
1: They loved it, and I think what it is is it got them to go deeper because it wasn't only their revelation from God; it was each other's revelation.
0: And it was shocking how different it was from one person mm-hmm. to the other yeah. as we were doing the same yeah. devotion. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really, really powerful. My challenge to you, you want a challenge? Yeah, we always want a challenge, don't we? My challenge is today, schedule and habit stack, ways to increase your intimacy with God. And we're grateful that you joined us on Life's Inside Track, because when we move forward together, we've got this.
1: Moving forward with the Decker Team Moving forward together with the Decker Team